You're listening to the Bookkeepers Podcast with the 6FB, the weekly podcast for bookkeepers. Every week, we'll be talking about what's new in the bookkeeping world. And here are your hosts and founders of the Six Figure Bookkeeper, Joe Wood and Zoe Whitman. Hi, and welcome to the Bookkeepers Podcast. I'm Zoe Whitman. I'm in Bristol, and I'm joined tonight by Joe Wood in Kent. And I'm also joined by Louise Ball and Caroline Kant, who are two bookkeepers. And I don't know where you are. For some reason, I always do this thing where I tell everyone where we are. So um, (laughs) do you want to introduce yourselves? Um, Louise, how are you doing tonight? I'm good, thanks. I'm in Stockport in Greater Manchester. So I'm in a local lockdown, which is nice. (laughs) Again? Oh, no. Oh, is it all right? How are you doing? It's just normal now. I think we're just getting used to it this is life now just in and out you just gonna roll with it yeah yeah definitely oh thanks for joining us tonight caroline how are you doing i'm really good thank you i'm in goring uh, which is just outside of reading but well it's considered still in reading but um part of oxfordshire but yes i'm really well good i'm really happy to be here <laughs> Oh, it's so nice to have you both on and we really appreciate you coming on on a precious Saturday night. I know, Louise, you're in lockdown, um, so you wouldn't be going anywhere anyway. <laughs> but um, it's, we're so pleased to have you on. And, you know, we can add some entertainment because there's mostly people watching that, you know, are in lockdown too. So at least they've got something else to watch other than Netflix because I think we've all nearly finished Netflix. So if you are watching this evening, yes, this is a podcast, but we are also live tonight. So if you are live, please um, put in hashtag live or hashtag replay if you're watching on replay. And thank you for joining us tonight. So we have promised we are doing our 10 day bookkeepers boot camp and we are on day six. I thought it was day five, but it's day six. And we are we've been just absolutely amazed at the amount of interaction and engagement we've had. And it just goes to show that this is really needed. Our bookkeepers in our community really want to have a chat and talk about things, ask questions and engage with other bookkeepers and get their feedback because we're all that kind of type of person that actually we're okay and we work really good on our own. But sometimes you just want to ask a question and check you're on the right path. And I think I, I was definitely like that at school. And I'm finding that with my girls that their teacher said they're amazing, but they don't have confidence in themselves and they always like reassurance. And I think that comes down to a lot of what, if anyone saw Joanna Ellis's thing about imposter syndrome, needing that constant reassurance, I think is just something that maybe that we have as bookkeepers. And I think that's because we do come from that caring side. We want to be serving our clients well. And um, so you two are here tonight to talk to us about the amazing fact that since you've been with us on the course, you have both taken the leap, left your day-to-day jobs, and you have made that leap into running a bookkeeping practice. Now, oh my God, that's amazing. We have so many people that join this community, the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, and when they join, we ask them, why are you joining? And so many of them say, I want to take on my first client, or I want to leave my full-time job. Lots of them are accountants that want to make the leap and have have a better work-life balance and want to set up a bookkeeping practice. Lots of people have already, maybe they're stay-at-home mums and they've got maybe a bit of time, but they don't know how to make that leap. So you're here to tell us how you've done it and um, hopefully inspire others to do the same. 
So, Louise, would you mind give us an, a bit of a background about what you've done in the past, how you've got to where you are now? And uh, so we can just like, everyone's going to be listening, being really nosy and want to know what's going on in your life. So, Louise, I'm going to leave that up to you. I'll try not to bore everyone with my story. So I was an NHS nurse for 15 years. Um, I used to work in acute medicine and then I took a demotion to move over to a speciality. And then I met my husband, got married, had babies and everything sort of changed a bit for me. Um, and I decided I needed more in my career than I was happy at the time to just sail along. But I decided now I wanted something for me to do so I wasn't just more more the pregnant person. Um, but unfortunately, I couldn't get promoted without working full time. Um, and then more and more things started to make me think, actually, this isn't what I want to do anymore. I need something different. So while I was on my second maternity leave, they were quite close together, um, I just started looking, what could I do? What what job, what else is out there for me? Because I had no idea. I'd known nothing else. Um, I just came across bookkeeping um, and then um, found ideal schools. Um, and they had a package for self-employment. So I started doing that when my little one was really young. Went back to work, carried on as a nurse. Um, and then I went to the Bookkeeper's Summit and met somebody who had a bookkeeping practice. And despite the fact we were in Heathrow, she was only 20 minutes away from me in Cheshire. So she offered me a job. Um, I did both for a little while um, and then slowly you know, I realised this was definitely the right path for me. I was only doing nursing then as a, um, as a comfort, really. It was something I knew. It was something to pay the bills. So I eventually took the leap and uh, I was still working part-time, but I was just working as a bookkeeper. Um, and then coronavirus happened. So I got furloughed because I've, obviously my children are still very young. Um, and then things happened. It wasn't viable for me to go back into the office anymore it wasn't possible for me to go back to employment. So, um, yeah, I'm just now a self-employed bookkeeper with my own practice. Oh, I love it. That's amazing. Well done. Like, well done for all of it. Like, going out and thinking, um, just that point of not being able to get promoted because you couldn't work full-time. Like, I'm sure there are so many women in that position, and um, that's a real shame to hear first of all but um, amazing that you went out and you were like right what can I do what is going to give me happiness in my life and give me the flexibility that I need and I know there are loads of bookkeepers in our group who are looking for that and it's just so lovely to hear the success story yeah. what um so what have been what's been your sort of biggest challenge so far do you think since you've started out as on your own um it's definitely like the imposter syndrome thing is is a reality isn't it but you know doing the course it certainly helped me see that it's possible and it's reassured me that it is possible and I can do this and I'm not I'm not faking it till I make it I know what I'm actually doing <laughs> um so that was and then sort of trying to figure out how to get clients but you know I've had lots of good advice and I've tried lots of different ways and it seems to be working I've got eight monthly clients now um, and I'm earning what I was earning salary so that was my that's my aim and now I feel the pressure's off a bit now and I can you know move forward in in the right way rather than just worrying about getting clients oh my goodness that is amazing yeah. like that is everybody's biggest fear 
is the fact that you you do you do it you take the leap and i'm sure you've had to find brand new clients you couldn't take people from your other firm no. so these had to be brand new clients that you have had to find through your own marketing your own branding and i know because we have our monthly q and a some of the ways that you have done that but it would be really great if you like shared that some of the ways that you've managed to find some of your clients um, so, yeah, they've all been very different. Um, one came to me during lockdown because her business had changed and we'd met previously at a networking event. Um, I'm just trying to think. Um, somebody was I was engaged with on Instagram and they were setting up a CIC um, and I offered them some support to help them as they were setting up and then they decided to take me on um, on a contract once they sort of set up their finances. Um and I have emailed out to, I'm in a local sort of network of traders and I sent emails out to all of everybody on that list, which was some advice from Zoe, um, which was really good. Um, and um, I got in contact with some local accountants, which I thought was a long shot. Some of them I didn't hear from. Some said, oh, you know, really interested to meet up again in the future, keep in touch. And then... Um, a couple have actually sort of um, offered to find some clients for me and this one that wants to subcontract a few jobs for me as well. So it's all been very varied, but I've just tried a bit of everything and it's worked so far. That's a good way to like work out what you like doing as well, yeah. isn't it? And just like be sure, at, because you don't know at first, like you end up with all sorts of bits and bobs because everyone's like, oh, great. I know someone now who's a bookkeeper and then they start, I don't know if you found it like that, but yeah, it's definitely I, bits and bobs, and there's nothing, yeah. there's no, there's not sort of one thing that I do for every client, and yeah. but I feel that because it is such, such early days, I'm quite happy with that at the minute to find my way and find my path and find, mm -hmm. and like I said, now the financial burden's taken off me a little bit. I feel like going forward now, I can be a bit more sort of selective, like deter yeah. people away from QuickBooks. <laughs> Yeah, so Donna has asked, what is what is your client base? So what kind of businesses are you serving at the moment? And I completely understand. When we start and we are brand new, you can't or you don't want to necessarily go down exactly the ideal client route, the niche, and we completely get that. So please, you know, when we talk about ideal client and niche, me and Zoe have done that where we've just taken on the people that have come to us, you know, yeah. you know, you've got a way up, you've got a way up, you know, you need to put food on the table, you need to have an income, you don't want to just push everything away because it doesn't fit. And you're going to learn as you go as well. And sometimes the best way of learning is finding out what you don't like, yeah. but you do it first to realise you don't like it. So what is your, um, what is your client base at the moment? How many? Um, and um, how many? Someone's like, how many is there, and, and who do you cover? So I've got eight, eight regular clients. Um, I've just taken on two recently. Um, they're all local. I think that's the only thing that's that is a niche for me is that they are all very local to me, and it's not something that I particularly, you know, said. I've said I'm happy to serve anybody in the UK, but um, I do seem to just attract local clients. Um, so really varied graphic designer coach childminder um home furnishings you know e-commerce just yeah 
very varied. Yeah, and and that's absolutely fine at the beginning. And that yeah. is it. That is your niche. And a lot of uh, what Michelle and Christian said last night is that straight away, if um, if you're working with people local to you, you have a bond because you know the area, and that can be the one thing that they might feel comfortable with with you because you are in their area so they're going to trust you more because you're local and yeah. whereas when you if you find a niche you know like I have I've become known that I work with beauty salons so then beauty salons come to me because I've got a name for that but at the moment you've got a name through your location and that's absolutely fine and that's a good thing so um and and the thing is and Helen Pritchard said this everything you do in your marketing everything you do in your branding is is just for now it's not forever so at the moment Louise the fact that you are working on the fact that you are located where you are you can talk to people about the fact that you're in local lockdown you are <laughs> on level with them where other people wouldn't be that's working and that's that's part of your brand and that's part of your niche and that's working out brilliantly and in the future you might think do you know what I don't want to work with people that work deal with like childminders or home furnishings you don't want to do that anymore well that's fine so yeah. and you know and you can if you don't want that client anymore I'd suggest upping your prices massively and then <laughs> know that you know they can pay you the bigger price and then you know the pain is fine because pain of working for them means you're getting paid a lot more and that's what I've always done when I get really really busy and I don't want some of the rubbish clients anymore just up the prices and it works well and then you can go and choose your other kind of clients but yet I think it's a great thing that you have got that niche that you've got your location and I remember the call where you was talking about I really need some clients like yeah. help me out here and we talked through all of the different options and then Zoe came up with the fact of aren't you in that networking group or didn't you mention a networking group and you just you went out and emailed and you came back straight away oh my goodness people are coming back yeah. and saying yes I can't believe it it was amazing somebody offered me a job I don't know if you remember that I had an email saying can you come and work for me two days a week starting next week I don't want that but it's I did politely decline that one but it was nice to know at least that and it shows doesn't it it shows that yeah. Those relationships that you've built up, you know, you made an impact and you thought, you know, you've been working. So you haven't had that much of a chance to make an impact. So surely you haven't made an impact yet. But obviously you had. So I think we often don't think that anyone's even noticed us. But the fact that you're in the area and the fact that you're part of that networking group was actually enough for somebody to trust that, you you know, you obviously know what you do. So it's it's really great. And thank you for being on tonight. I know that lots of people be really like listening and thinking, how do you do it? Because it's taken a lot to make that jump. And, you know, OK, maybe COVID pushed you a bit faster than you were thinking. Yeah. Um, and maybe we all get pushed quicker than we're ready and maybe that's done I'm, I'm a big believer in the universe does this stuff for us you know they always give you enough that you can cope with and you have you've come out of the other side and you're doing great so thank you so much for for being here thank you Caroline tell us about your journey to being your own bookkeeping practice owner and and, and how you're finding things Oh gosh, okay. Um, 
So I'm not a confident person at all. Um, ever since school, I've, I've always been really quiet. I'm an introvert. Um, uh, but I've always worked in sort of accounts assistant, um, financial controller roles. And um, it kind of happened by accident, actually. Um, I'd just come off from maternity. It was after Christmas um, and I was looking for a bookkeeping job. And this one came up in the village where I live. And um, it was more of a, uh, do, you, do you want this as a self-employed role? And I thought, hmm, okay. And it, it, it just kind of gave me that kick that I needed because it's something that I've always wanted to do, but I've always been like, you know, that's, we're talking, we're talking about me here. That's not something that I will ever be able to do. It's, I could never run my own business, blah, blah, blah. Um, so it gave me that push. And um, of course, imposter syndrome came in. <laughs> and uh, I thought, no, I need to get more experience. And so I took um, a part-time employed role. And it was, it was sort of when I took on this course, actually, back in April that I thought, oh my gosh, I can do this on my own. I've, now that I've got you guys, I totally can do this on my own. Um, and I've loved it ever since, really. I can't stop. Like, I just want to keep plowing forward. It's really, it's really great. And, and hopefully I'm inspiring everyone else to do the same. <laughs> I think you are. And like, you know, what you said at the beginning about being an introvert, um, this must be a massive comfort zone push coming on to talk to us about this tonight. So thank you so much for doing it. Um, it's And do you think that's partly a reflection of how you've grown, how, how you've built oh your gosh, confidence absolutely. through the work you've um, been doing? The, uh, the first um, session in the course about mindset helped me so much because it's so true. Like, if you don't believe in yourself, like, no one else is going to believe you. So you've got to put the work into you first. Um, but yeah, that is such a great start to the course and, I, and just what I needed. And it came just at the right time. Oh, that's that's so good to hear. I think it's easy. Um, it's easy with like business development things to be like, right, you need a business plan and to be really like matter of fact tip fill some boxes in but that's when Joe and I thought about what we were going to put in the course we were like well obviously we need to start with like actually getting our minds in the right places and and it I I think one of the things being on the other side of the table I think perhaps I thought you might come to that and be like oh but I just want to get on with the like business plan stuff but it is so important isn't it yeah definitely definitely you have to be in that right mind space to be able to to push yourself forward and to take those steps in the first place. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Do you, are you working part time as well? You've got children as well. No, I'm not working part time anymore. anymore. Um, I was I was furloughed briefly in April, um, and I think that's kind of what made me think, oh gosh, I'm I'm quite disposable. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that, that's what. Again, it was it was just. It's just like all happening, like it was meant to be. Um, I'm a great believer of that as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's amazing. So what have you been doing to look for clients at the moment? I know that you're on Instagram. You're both on Instagram. And um, I, I've watched your Instagram as well, Caroline. And um, is that your main marketing? Like, is that your main marketing? Or do you do something else as well? Yeah, so it is at the moment. Um, and 
Uh, I have tried a little bit of LinkedIn, but for some reason it terrifies me. Facebook as well, although I don't seem to be getting as much traction on there. Um, I've just signed to put my advert in the local um, Goring Gap News, it's called. Um, so I think, or I hope that will that will bring in some more. But actually, the 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 prospects that I've had come to me so far have either been from yourself, where they've seen me um, on a, on one of your LinkedIn posts or one of your Instagram posts, um, and Google actually Google search. Um, so so yeah, I mean that that's working so far. But I do intend to do some networking as well. <laughs> so tell us about how many clients you've managed to get since you've started and you know how many are you working with and what's their kind of industries um so I haven't I've only got six on books um so I haven't like grown as much as as much as you have Louise well done by the way (laughs) um but I suppose I've been more focusing on getting the processes right first um, but the, the ones that I do have, um, I have a garden designer, he's my biggest one, um, and I do a payroll for a preschool, and um, I've got a, um, oh, what do you call it, like a property, a property developer, and um, a cake maker, <laughs> and who's the other one, I can't remember now. Feel bad if I forget them. I know it's really difficult. Oh. I always I forget. <laughs> no, my new my newest lady is um, a health and safety at work consultant, um, oh. and and she's brilliant. Um, she she found me. She's in the village as well. She found me on Google, and um, I've I've switched her over from Clearbooks to Zero, and it's it's great. Like it's really great. I love it. I love I I love doing what I'm doing. Oh, that's so good to hear. And I love the fact that you're... But firstly, I'm going to tell you off because you said... I did. Uh, I said just, didn't I? Yeah, Ooh. I've just... Yeah, I've just got this and I'm not as good as Louise and blah, 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 blah. Right, Caroline, smack on the wrist. Okay. And I just had six last week. I've only just assigned two this week. That's all. Exactly. <laughs> things, things can change and every one of them could be a different size and all this stuff. There's so many, you know, variables to our clients. Um, so don't put yourself down. That's the first thing. Second thing is that you you are coming from a place of being like really nervous and you have done an amazing job like it's such a big jump to go out firstly I mean I was and this is why I want to congratulate you two as well my practice that I've set up this is my fifth practice okay so I'm well versed with sales well versed with setting up a practice I still didn't have the I'm gonna say gumption as a nice word for a Saturday evening. I didn't have the gumption to take that leap myself. I was made redundant and physically pushed. So the fact that you two made that decision for yourselves, stepped away and chose your own path is amazing. And I really congratulate you for that. Um, that's That says so much for your characters and what you, I mean, what your clients have got in store, you're going to be amazing for them because you obviously, you're, you're obviously really led by your guts and you know what's right. And that 
that kind of intuition is going to be amazing when it comes to advisory because that's what you need to do. You need to kind of go with your gut feeling and say what you're thinking. Um, so I, I really applaud you. Um, what do you think about the next three months? Louise, I'm going to come to you. Oh, sorry, you're shaking your head. Do you not agree? No, <laughs> she does not agree with what I'm saying. Louise, what? <laughs> it's not Louise. If you're listening on the podcast, has joined us. <laughs> and Louise, what's what's the next three months got in store for you? What what's your main focus? Um, getting probably getting more automated. I've been working towards it with my day to day paperwork, but things like the onboarding process and and the, the client management. Um, I'm starting to look at that more now. Um, I think I'm thinking sort of as well into the future of, you know, to get bigger and to take more clients on, I might need some support as well. So maybe looking at getting some admin support. Um, if the bigger clients start to come in, that, that's that's something else I'm looking at doing as well. Um, I've still got exams to do. I've still got payroll to do, but I think uh, I keep pushing that back with the, each furlough announcement. <laughs> I'll just park that for a bit. Um, so yeah, so I've got exams. I've got my self-assessment um, course to do. So busy. I need to try and find time to get back to studying. I think. So what's going to be your number one focus for the next three months? What's what's the biggest thing that's stopping you? to move forward is it the exams is it the processes or is it getting someone to help you with admin it's that chicken and egg thing isn't it it's like if i have three new clients who want to sign then i'll be in a position to get some admin support and it's that just waiting to see which one comes first i think really i'm at that that moment where it all just depends really sorry which is not a very good answer no, it's fine. Do you know what? Sometimes that's the best thing to do is just go with the flow and be led by, you know, what happens. You've put things out there. You've already got your adverts going out. And sometimes you just need to see what comes back. I mean, my sister um, who works with me um, three weeks ago said to me, Joe, can you stop on the marketing? And I said, I'm not doing any marketing. It's from what I've done in the past. It's yeah. kind of just all of a sudden kicked in. So sometimes you do have to take your foot off the pedal and just woe back and see what happens. And especially in the fact that you're in local lockdown and your client base is local. You know, there's there's other things that are at play here. So, um, yeah, that's absolutely fine. As long as you know what I would say to you is like have that goal. What What do you want your business to look like when you step into 2021? Have that just... Yeah start having that vision of what you want it to look like and it might be that it's a little bit more organized and you know what happens when that client phones do you have a set process that happens that they phone and then you do this you do this you do that or is it a case that I've nailed my self-assessment tax return test and uh, or I've got my exam booked in whatever it is it's just having that what couple of things would you like what would you like it to look like in that in that time and I think that's really it's just really good to have that in your head because if we don't it's like a sat nav if you don't put in the postcode in the sat nav then you don't know where you're going so yeah. I'm all for 
just sucking and seeing and seeing where things lead you for a little while because you've pushed out some stuff. Let's see what it is. But you still want to know what your destination is. And me and we love the 90-day destination goals rather than a whole year. So I'd, I would just say to you, make sure you're going to read I've got um, two accountants that have both sort of said, I've got three clients for you. And then I've got two other client inquiries that things have been put back because of lockdowns and, and further. I didn't want to find myself in a position where they all turned around to me the same week and went, right, let's start. And, you know, and it's too much. So um, I've stopped. Uh, I did a few little local ads, nothing expensive, but I've stopped doing things like that, like you say, because I'm just going to let things just sort of go naturally now with, with what's already out there. and carry on with the Instagram and things like that. Oh, it's so exciting. Um, what I'm finding really interesting in this is, well, I found it really interesting that you've both found clients through the um, marketing like locally. But um, one of the things Caroline mentioned is that she's been finding clients on Google, which I think is probably actually a really hard, like that's, impre- that's really impressive to be able to do that. And I think that's probably because you're putting new, I know you're blogging um, and putting new content on your website, which is good for your website. It helps you you in the search rankings. But um, to be able to like find, I guess you're both finding local clients through the different types of marketing you're doing. And perhaps because you're in a village, Caroline, and perhaps people are saying bookkeeper in Reading, then they're finding you. But yeah, that's really impressive. It's really impressive that you've both got lots of clients coming your way and yeah, like it can be quite overwhelming, can't it, when you suddenly have like four or five people and they all want to start next week. And then, but that can push you to take on that extra pair of hands or find someone who can subcontract. I used to often have someone who, if I had like a big zero job that came on and someone had never done any bookkeeping or something and I needed to just get them sorted out, they had like 2,000 transactions or something, then I could get uh, some, you know, some ad hoc subcontractor support in to help me work through that stuff and it might be that something like that is an option for you but you don't know do you until it comes in so you've just got to wait and see um what's your focus caroline for the next couple of months um i am gonna i'm gonna focus on the marketing more um i'm still getting my processes in place um because very much like Emma, I love tech. <laughs> um, and I love like automation. So anything that like keeps the flow um, and less admin, of course, then that's that's what I'm sort of working on at the moment. Um, I found a great piece of software, but I'm not going to say what it is yet because I haven't had time to explore it properly. <laughs> but um, Is that for client management so or is it for onboarding? Yeah, it's so client management, onboarding, um, it integrates with my website, it's um, wow. it's got a client portal, um, emailing, task management, it's got it all basically, I just have to configure it a bit more and make sure it works how I want it to work. And it's and and then, then I'll my secret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good, we're looking forward to that. Um, <laughs> a lot with a lot of things like this it's finding the time to implement it and I think we've been we've been launching our course at the moment um which you ladies are both on at the moment and uh, one of the things is um whether people are actually it's not the right time for a lot of people and that right time whether it's for joining a course or implementing some software or marketing or whatever comes down to whether you're ready and prepared to like 
just make the time for that thing because you you probably when you're bringing in a new piece of software you probably need to make sure you've got a couple of hours like in your diary for you to work on that and then just work through I don't know if it's like a client management system just making sure your clients are listed on there and you've got all the right jobs set up on there and you know what the timings are and you know what deadlines you've got and they're all right for every client but it's a discipline isn't it it's like finding the time how have how have you found it going from working like with somebody else to working for yourself and making sure you're putting the time in for like the business development stuff as well as the actual client work um I'm not finding it too bad because um I mean it's a huge risk giving up my job um but it's a it's a risk that I'm so glad I took. Um, luckily, I've obviously got the support of my partner, um, and you know we're in, we're in a, a good financial position. Um, so I do have quite a lot of time to put those you know to implement those things. And um, it's so true what you're saying about the right time. Like you could wait forever for it to be the right time, but it's down to you to take action, and you just got to go for it go for it that, that's that's like I've been holding back for so so long like I don't I don't remember if you remember the first call we had and I was like oh no I'm gonna wait until April next year and da 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 but honestly this course has made me, made me be like why wait what am I waiting for let's do it <laughs> oh my goodness I love that and me and Zoe just absolutely love hearing everyone's you know achievements and how well they're doing um and so today we announced i think it was today the days are rolling into each other i think we announced today that we're gonna um, on the course offer for our bookkeeper success lounge members a one hour office hour on a monday morning at 10 a.m i don't know if you girls heard about this so Gemma, oh Louise, this is news for Louise. Um, Gemma, our VA, is going to facilitate it, so she's going to make sure that you you've got the Zoom room. So anyone that's on the course can join ten o'clock on, on a Monday morning and just have a chat amongst yourselves because you're all amazing at coaching each other, and it will build your confidence up because you're going to be you're going to be advisors to each other. So this is going to help you with your advisory skills. Okay, being put on the spot and thinking about trying to figure out an answer then and there. This is going to help you with that, but also hold you accountable to what you say you're going to do for that week. We just felt that you guys could do you so amazing on the Q&A, but it just felt like it's way too long for you lot to get together and have a chat. Do you think you're going to utilize that and put that into practice? Is that going to work for you girls? Uh, Louise? Yeah, definitely. It sounds great. I it's always really good to have those monthly meetings, but yeah, definitely doing it more frequently because so much can change in a month, can't it? Absolutely. So yeah, no, especially like you girls, things change really quickly, and we can't keep up. And that's what we thought. You know, if if you kind of, especially, I mean, you two get along really well, and I know you you both have chats. And everyone has chats amongst themselves in the uh, in the success lounge. So it we just thought it'd be a really good idea for you to have that bit more accountability, that bit more of a, do you know what, because, and this is what we, we are trying to get you to practice what we preach. And I have learned this. So now my, my book work gets done before any of my clients. 
I am my best client. I give myself a monthly management meeting. I go through my own cash flow and I make sure that I've set out my goals for the following months and that I've told my husband what they are and that I'm holding myself accountable. But when we're on those Q&A calls and we do that, sometimes you just need those little uh, touch points in the month, especially when you have a bit of a worry. And, um, you know, so it's, it's good that you can all talk to each other there. So and this is the kind. So we, we, we want you every Monday to start working on your business and getting into that while you're really new and your businesses are brand new. Why not start that habit now that maybe it's first up to midday on a Monday? That's that's my office time. That is my time. So the first hour in the morning or half hour, whatever, after the school run. Make sure you've got a nice cup of tea. Make sure maybe you've loaded the dishwasher. Whatever it is, I do. I've got my f- few things I do in the morning before, like I can't concentrate until these few things are done. And then you sit down, and it's like your business is going to come before any of your clients' businesses at the beginning of the week. And then I promise you, your business will grow faster than anyone that puts all their clients first. Do you agree, Zoe? Absolutely. That's the biggest challenge, making time for your business. Like I've had business coaches before and the thing is they're like, you have to get out of your business. You have to. I mean, for me, the thing was I needed to have people to support me because I was trying to do everything. And that was the thing that, um, you know, I'm quite cautious and I don't like spending money if I don't need to. And but I really had to make sure I had some support uh, so that I was able to step back from the business because I got to a point where I just had too much work to do. And um, yeah. And then. And then the temptation to do more work during that like new free time is just overwhelming, isn't it? But you do have to make the time and it's a choice. Like you choose whether you're going to do this for your business and you both are choosing to do it. And um, and I think that's what it comes down to, because there's never a right time to there's never a t- right time to do anything. <laughs> there's never a right time to like have a family, start a business, leave your job, whatever. Um, and also, like if. I think if there's anything we've learned from COVID, we've learned that businesses really need support from someone who can give them advice around their financials. And um, we are surely the best place people to do that. So this has to be the best time, doesn't it, to be focusing on your business because there isn't going to be another time like, let's hope, there isn't going to be another time like this where people are so connected with their cash flow that they, you know, they're really that focused on it. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So, Caroline, um, what's what's the aim? What do you hope to do with your? What do you have a big goal? Have you thought about that yet? And where where are you envisaging your business going? Um. So I guess I don't have the same dreams as a lot of people. Um, you know, I, I'm not looking for a big company, a big limited company with lots of staff, you know. I'm really just quite happy being self-employed and looking after a few really good clients. Um, like that, that's what I enjoy doing. Um, so the, the aim is really just to completely, um, you know, have, have the income fulfilled and um, maybe a bit more. <laughs> um because my partner keeps talking about becoming a house husband once I'm running a six-figure business. So um, I, I guess that's my goal. 
Yeah, to have a house husband is a good good goal. <laughs> My husband actually has just applied to reduce his hours to go part time. Um, and that's going to be our kind of stepping stone to he, him being at home um, often. Now, he won't be able to be a house husband because he does all the payroll. And the reason he needs to step down some hours is because I keep giving him new clients. And exactly like you said, Louise, furlough and now this new thing is not making it easy for him to work and have clients at home. So, um, yeah, we're working all the hours. And uh, and do you know what, Caroline? It's absolutely fine that your goal is your goal. So I'm going into partnership, actually, with my sister. And um, we are chalk and cheese. I'm the eldest of five and she's the youngest of the five. Uh, so there's 11 years between us. And we've decided, so we both want to work towards the same goal because I feel like we need to be on the same page. But our personal goals are very different. But what we've realized out, both our goals are, means that we're both happy and content. Now, happy and content means something different to me than it is for her. But it's still both our goals. So our goal is for me to be happy and content and for her to be happy and content. So that's what we say all the time. And recently... I was, like I usually am, a little bit shiny object syndrome. I don't know. I just happened to be like that. And um, she said to me, um, and I I was going to employ someone. I come across someone. I was like, oh, my God, she's going to be perfect. We need her in the business. I want to train her up. I'm going to start from the bottom, work her way up. And um, she took a while to respond to me. I was offering her this amazing opportunity. And my sister said, um, I actually think that you're steering away from our happy and content and we just need to like do a bit more work and we'll be fine and we'll get through this tough time and Paul will have more time available and you won't be so stretched. So if Paul has a couple of days of work, that's my school, my school runs in, uh, each day, like two and a half hours. So that's a long time out of my day. So if he's here for two days, you know, that's five hours a week I'm getting back. So she was like, I just think we need to hold back anyway. Um, so I told her, I told her that we weren't and she was like, oh, it wasn't for me anyway. So it all worked out fine. But it doesn't matter that her goal is completely different to my goal. She has she's we've got completely different goals, but we now know what it it means. And we both get that feeling that happy and content to us means something to us. And um, and if it is, if it gets you excited to think that your husband doesn't have to go to work, then that can be the thing. It doesn't matter what it is. And me and Zoe recently have been talking about the fact that, you know, I'd had my gold board for ages, Florida. Now I realize it's not for me. And now we've been talking about going skiing, haven't we, Zoe? And going into like an Austrian, like little lodge and having hot chocolates. And I'm all excited now. And I'm thinking of the crisp snow and the blue skies. And now I'm like, oh my God, I'm fired up again. And sometimes we have to revisit our goals because they can get stale and life changes. And actually the goal you had isn't the goal you wanted. And my kids were like, oh, but you still want to go to Florida. And I'm like, you might do, but I don't want to go. <laughs> I'm well, Not that I don't want to go. I don't want to go, do you know what, a new goal, and that's a goal further down the line, that is that I'm working a lot less so that I don't feel that Florida would be a chore. But at the moment for me, the way I'm working is that Florida feels like a real headache and I just want to go and do nothing. I know skiing isn't nothing, and but my skiing is drinking glue vine and eating and sunning myself on the snow. I might not be doing much exercise. <laughs> so we all have to think of what is going to be that carrot for us. And you should never say, 
again, Caroline, I'm slapping your wrist. Oh, my goal isn't like everyone else's. Because do you know what? Everyone's goal is different. You know, someone's goal might be to spend more time with their mum, you know, because they're in a full-time job at the moment, their mum lives far away and they don't get to see her. It doesn't matter what it is. You know, it's all, it's whatever it's whatever gets you up in the morning and think, yeah, I'm going to work at it today because I want to get to that goal. So, um, yeah, it's Louise, what do you envisage your goal being, if you're happy to share? Um, I would like to earn more money. That would be nice. I did say to my husband yesterday, well, right, this time next year, I'm going to be earning more than you. And he's the same. He said, oh, great. When can I uh, have my notice in? <laughs> um, I do want to get busier. I do want to work more, but I still want that flexibility to be able to still, you know, enjoy things for me, like going meeting a friend for lunch in the week and making sure I can pick my children up from school at least a couple of days a week. Um, my eldest daughter, she asks to go to after school club. <laughs> she just loves being around other children. So actually that might be a good, um, a good way to get more hours in. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely want to build on a business and become become bigger and be, be working more than I am. Do you think that Definitely. might mean people working with you at some point? Potentially. It's something I never, ever considered. Like Caroline, never, ever was my plan to ever work for myself. And it certainly wasn't ever to have employees. But now, you know, why not? That might be the right thing. Yeah. And, yeah, definitely get someone on board to see the payroll. <laughs> yeah, but that's all right. And that's okay. Like I always said, I've always said yeah. I don't do payroll. It's only now in accounting practice <laughs> I do payroll. I've ne I never did a payroll qualification. So because I just was like, this yeah. isn't for me. I, someone else can help me with that. So that's okay. And that I think that's one of the great things when you start to have a team with you. You can, obviously you need to work with people who you get on well with, you can get the best out of and who work with your clients in the way you want them to work with your clients. But at the same time, you choose people for the skills you haven't got, because that means you don't have to worry about those skills. So um, yeah, go for it. <laughs> um, cool. Well, I, I think we probably, I'm just having a look at the comments that are coming through and people are loving this. And um, we're, I'm seeing that some people are saying, someone quoted you, Joe, where you said, put your business first and your business will grow faster than someone who puts their own clients first. I think that's like a quote we're going to have to put out on everything, Instagram. Uh, that's an inspirational quote for the evening, isn't it? Um, and I just saw a lovely comment from um, Krishna who says that um, her and her mum want to start a bookkeeping business together. Her mum has 30 years in accounts, but not the confident, hasn't had the confidence to do it all these years. She has eight years experience and now they're supporting each other trying to get started, which is really lovely. And that might, you know, that's one of the things, isn't it? Like your goal can be anything. Your goal could be to like work with your family. Um, Sarah Jane's on here as well. And she said that she, she wants to earn enough to give her husband the option to quit his job. Then he can truly have a choice. And it's, lovely to like hear people's motivations behind why they're doing this and we've got to remember it all the time because when we wake up in the morning we're like I'm so busy and I've got so many furlough claims or I've got so many tax returns I've got to do that isn't the thing that's going to get us through the day thinking about what that end goal is is what really is going to get us there and and we to keep that fresh we do need to put the time in on absences yeah and sometimes it's not and I, it, I'm seeing this a lot with um, bookkeepers. Sometimes it's not our goal that drives us. It's to make others happy. 
And especially like if you're if your husband or your partner's in a job that makes them miserable and they can't see a way out, then that can strive you to move forward to to work hard so that they've got some choice. And so it's not always the glamorous goals that you think are the ones that are going to drive you forward. So don't feel guilty about that and share it in the group because I tell you what, there'll be other people that are doing exactly the same thing as you. And you know, love for me, you know, I was made redundant. It's not sexy. It's it's the truth. It's life. And you know, like and Zoe was really honest earlier today. And the reason her her business um you know she had to shut that down and she's moving in and doing different things life happens to us all and we're not here to be all showy off and say this is like we're living the dream you know we all have things that are going on and we're all doing this for different reasons and no one's reason is any less than anyone else's but we can all support each other for all of to get through all of our goals and achieve all of our goals and I really do believe this is gonna, I've had too much Prosecco now honestly I'm getting all lovey-dovey I'm like together we can do this girls <laughs> oh my god stop my daughter filling up my glass <laughs> oh well I think it's been really inspirational this evening hearing from you both so thank you so much for coming on on the Saturday night to uh, to talk to us um for anyone listening and um, do you want to both just tell everyone where, how they can connect with you and stay in touch and find out more about your journey if you're happy to share caroline do you want to go first uh yeah so um i mine is ccvirtualbookkeeping.com that's my website and you'll find me on instagram under the same name uh facebook is the same as well and linkedin is uh my name and I think that, I, I'm not even sure actually. We'll search for you <laughs> and we'll find you. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So my business is 11 Account Services. I'm on Instagram, Facebook. I am on Twitter, but I've lost my Twitter mojo. Mm -hmm. Um, and LinkedIn is Louise Ball. Fab. We'll, what we'll do is we'll just share the links in the um, show notes for anyone who's listening back on the podcast and we'll um, tag in the comments for anyone who's in the Facebook group. Um, for everyone who is catching this on replay, uh, we're streaming this live into our Facebook group, the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club. This is part of our Bookkeepers Bootcamp that we've been running for the last well, six days. We're on day six of 10. Um, so join us. We're going to be going live every evening until the 30th of September. September, um, live in the group at eight o'clock. Um, you'll be able to catch up on all of the boot camp that you've missed. Uh, but there are also some lovely podcasts coming up on Tuesday at 12.30. Join us live in our Facebook group. We're going to be talking to Gary Turner from Zero. Um, and we'll look forward to, yeah, Caroline's doing a little celebratory dance for us. Um, we're really excited to catch up with Gary. I'm really grateful to him for coming on the podcast with us. Um, but we um, best place to connect with us is definitely in our Facebook group, the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club. And we will see you there. Have a great evening. Bye. Bye. Forget to join us every week on the Bookkeepers Podcast with Topical Bookkeeping Chat. Why not join our free Facebook group, the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com.